This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Wednesday, it's the 26th of July, 2023. Coming up today on the show, it's all about you, me, and the Envision app. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, how are you today? Oh, I yes. I am gorgeous. How are you, Stephen Scott? Well, you know me, I never complain. Ever. I yeah. never complain. Well, talking of complaints, I think it's time we change that intro a little bit because I noticed that I'm second on the list. I think it's about time now that I took um, headline. I believe it's known in the biz. Oh, you want to go headline, do you? Yeah, I think it should be with Sean Priest and Stephen Scott. Okay, fine. Well, in that case, then you can lead the show. No, I've changed my mind. So on you go. No, no, I've totally changed my mind. Hello and welcome to the show. No, no, terrible. Carry on. Oh, Oh. I'm I'm just sitting here. (laughs) I'm I'm second. I just sit here. I'm waiting for someone else to tell me what we're going to talk about. Well, what we're going to talk about today, Stephen, is your purchase of a <laughs> lanyard. You've gone 100% full on into the blind What's world. What bought this week? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What have I bought this week? A lanyard. And and should we tell people about the call that you made me? To, <sighs> how, how do you use a lanyard? <laughs> so you know that you are my official Cable One correspondent. Yes, that's true. Yes. You are my uh, person I go to for all... Mm-hmm. Hable One requirements. Correct. A go-to guy. Yes, Hable-related. Exactly. Yes. Well, uh, yeah, this one was a little bit of a weird one because it wasn't about commands. Uh, although it was about commands to some degree. Uh, how to uh, command me to put a lanyard onto the Hable One. Why is it the most difficult thing in the world to put a lanyard onto something? I'm against lanyards generally. Now I hate them. Well, again, it's one of those things where when you think about lanyards, I don't think... Of course, people would think to tie, uh, cut it in half with a pair of scissors and then tie it together. I have to say, after the experience I've just had, that is a brilliant idea. Because <laughs> I cannot, I have been on the call with Ira for about half an hour trying to work out, uh, you know, first off, am I even pushing this into the right place? Uh, Thankfully, I am. Uh, right. And, you know, I figured out where the, the lanyard is, bit is. So basically, think about it like a U-bend, right? You push it in and then it should just push its way all the way through, and then come out the other side. That's right. doesn't happen that way, and I'll tell you why. You know what? Because the person Ira told me, they said sometimes they don't make it like a half-moon type you know, hole that's in there. It's just mm. a square. So what happens is you push in the, the end, little coil at, the, at one end, mm. and it gets stuck, and it won't mm. come back out again. But then you can feel it if it's not working its way through. You can feel that. It will start oh, yes. bunching oh, up. Oh, listen, I'm well aware, and I have been for about 40 minutes, well aware mm. it is not pushing its way through that little hole. Did you, it's did going you, into the hole. It ain't coming back out. Did you try pushing it from the other side? I did both sides. I tried everything. I shouted at it. I nearly <laughs> threw the whole thing out the window. I was getting so sick of it by the end. I thought, this is ridiculous. I, I'd rather drop the Hable One than go through the <laughs> nonsense of having to put this thing on. Why? Are, and this is not a Hable One-specific problem. This is a lanyard issue. This is a well, wider well, 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 lanyard well. issue. Don't I'm sorry. I'm going to speak ill of lanyards. I know okay. in Blind World that's a sin because <gasps> everything in Blind World comes with a lanyard. I'm sorry, this is not good enough. This is shoddy. This is shoddy. not good. This is right. the worst. These lanyards, the tiniest little okay. cord. Calm down. Yeah. And uh, that is, yeah. and uh, you're supposed to push this through this tiny little thing. I have got sausage fingers, and yeah. I'm trying to push this cord, this tiny little cord, through this yeah. tiny little hole, hoping uh-huh. it'll come out the other side. It didn't yeah. happen, Sean. It didn't happen. I'm saying, Stephen, it's <gasps> not the lanyard's fault. If you, if indeed what you're saying is true, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. this is on Hable and their lanyard receptacle construction. I'm sorry lanyard if you're having difficulties here. Construction. Don't don't give them a pass here. If if the lanyard is difficult to put on, that's not on the lanyard. I think it might be on the lanyard. And okay, I think yeah. it, I think it may also be more just a lanyard you. thing, and possibly me as well. <laughs> I have to be honest. I've never done this in my life ever. 
uh, and I'll never be doing it again. But I still haven't managed it. I think I'm going to have to get someone in. No, 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 no. Stop it. We're not getting a man in to do it for us. No. Or a woman, sexist. No, this is going to this is going to work. <laughs> Just take your time. If I'm oh, struggling I've no with something, I usually this. walk away from it, have a cup of tea, then come back to it in 10 minutes, have another little go. You will do this, sir. Well, I appreciate the uh, motivational speech that You're you welcome. just gave. You're um, an inspiration. Thank you. I, I'm not an inspiration on any level, uh, even to myself, because I couldn't figure out a lanyard. I feel I feel like a broken man today. I feel like I've, I'm less than. I feel oh. even less than than when I lost my sight and everyone treated me like I was an idiot. Even uh. even that experience was better than this yeah. experience. Yes, yeah, because this experience proves that you're an idiot <laughs> and it's nothing to do with your sight. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> So yeah, lanyard one lan. Uh, I think it's what did they say one nil to the lanyard. Um, I'll be going on eBay. Yeah, well the lanyard. I, I, I am going to figure this out. I, and there must be some kind of tool out there. They just keep and I know it. Don't, don't go there. Uh, I know I may be the only tool in the shed right now that people are looking at. But have you um, linked it? I did. Yes, I thought that as well. I thought maybe it's maybe it needs to be more malleable. Well, mm, yeah, mm. but it, I just couldn't get it to go through the thing. And it, no matter how, I mean, it was going in because I had pretty much the whole lanyard in there. Yeah. And I, I even fashioned a tool, a fork, a oh, tweezer type device, if you like, mm. out mm. of a paperclip. Yeah. And it still wouldn't work. Yeah, you're doing it wrong. Are you sure you're not just shoving it in the USB-C socket? I thought that at first. I'm definitely not doing that anymore, just to be clear. I'm not doing that anymore. It's definitely <sighs> it. the right place. I'm going to order the a lanyard. person looked at it and said I was doing it right. Just, yeah, they were just we trying to get rid of Between us, we couldn't figure it out. I'm paying for those calls. They don't yeah. care. Well, no, you can still be annoying and pay for the calls. You're just <laughs> yeah, annoying. That's true. that's true. Okay, fair enough. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> any help with Stephen's lanyard problem? Then let us know. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. Yes, is there, there is. Is there a tool that I could use but, to oh. perhaps pull? I mean, I was thinking of like some kind of string or something, you know, like attach it. I feel, yeah, if you I feel tie like the string is... to the lanyard and then try and push the string <laughs> through the lanyard hole, yes, yes you'll exactly. have exactly the same problem. No, I think that might work. I have <gasps> oh, absolute no. faith. Get one of those, you know, those cable ties that come around cables and those little plastic wire mm. twisty things. If you get one of them and push it through. Maybe that'll work. Do you know, that's not a bad idea. I know, I am great. Thank you. You're then welcome. you'd have to snip off the cable bit at the end because it wouldn't go through there. So it'd be oh. too big. So you could, but you could use the little bit. You could use the little cable tie-y bit. No, um, no, no. That might, yeah. that might work. Okay. All right, try I that. I don't know what it'll do, but okay. All right. I'm ah, talking about just I'll a twisty anything. wire, not not something with a, a thing on, a ratchet on the end. Just a little twisty bit of wire. Yeah, that's yeah, all you yeah. need. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a day. Wow, what a great Honestly, start to the show. Oh, this is terrible. This is, you know, this is how technology can break a man. It really can. It can break What's a lanyard for? I, I, I don't want to drop my Hebel well, 1. Don't but drop some, it. But hang there on. You go. No, no, but hang on. I figured this out. I sometimes mm. might want to have my Hebel 1 in my hand uh-huh. whilst at the same time doing something else. Well, you can't. Well, not right now I can't, no. You mean you want the Hable oh, dangling off your wrist? Okay, you, like, you know, I'll, I'll go for a coffee, yeah. right? I, I want to carry my coffee and I've got my cane in my other hand. Well, I the could Hable have in my Hable. No, because then you've got to pull it back out again. Oh, you're just trying to show off. Look at me, everyone. I've got a Hable one. I know your Excuse game. Me. Excuse me. That's right, yeah, because everyone in the world knows exactly what that is. <laughs> Look at him. He's got a Hable wow. one. He's got some weird device hanging <laughs> off that looks like a domino attached to his wrist. Do you ever does it look like a do you ever use the uh lanyard on the end of your cane? Yeah, uh, the, the, the wrist. Hoop. Yeah, well of course. Yeah. To tie up the what cane. Do you mean, yeah. Of course. Oh yeah, to tie well, up the cane. I mean you never put it. Well, no, you put it on your wrist. Well, you could, but I wouldn't do that. I, I was actually advised not to do that. You see, this is no. the difference between you and I. Mm. I got orientation and mobility. Well, that drawer's yeah. gonna fall off that. Oh, that's interesting. I've got these little drawers that stick under my desk. I got yes. them off, you know where. And um, yeah. I don't Terrible want it to fall idea. off now. The tape must be going. Anyway, um, Hello. what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So we're recording the, a show. You do know. Oh, yeah, yes, hi. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so what happened was uh, I got orientation and mobility training, and my orientation uh, and mobility, my OM specialist, uh, said yes. to me, don't use that around your wrist because if the cane were to yes. perhaps get stuck somewhere in a yeah, curb yeah, or in a yeah, hole, then yeah. it would jab you and you'd be stuck. 
I always think, what if someone runs over it and it gets trapped somewhere and I get dragged along? Exactly. You could be exactly. killed. Exactly. I'm against lanyards. They're a danger. I'm against death and all it stands for. Well done. There. Well, that's a great stance for the show. Shall we move on? Well, I think we covered everything, to be honest. Yeah. I, think that was, <laughs> I don't think there's anything else we could possibly cover. Life, From death lanyards, and lanyards. Life, death and lanyards. That's the name of the show. <laughs> Right, I suppose we should remember there are people listening to this and Hello. we should do a show. Hello, everybody. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I told you, this is just a conversation between us. You just happen to get to listen in. Uh, right, Wayne's been in touch. He's written a rather long email and oh. he would like us to have it read out in full because right. he's put a lot of time and effort into it. And I think he's quite right. So this is uh, Wayne's email. Settle down. Take notes, Sean, because we will be discussing this and I'll be testing oh, no. you immediately afterwards. Okay. Laura, read our emails. Morning, lads, and hello to you, Laura, if you're reading. I had a couple of thoughts from your last show that I thought it might be worth looking at. Twitter, IRA and direct payment and the issue of touch for Braille. I was interested in your obsession with Twitter, Stephen, mostly because many of your objections do not seem to link with the reality of what happened or is happening at Twitter. I'm going to admit from the outset that I'm not an active user of Twitter, but tried it to see what all of the upsets were about. I didn't seem to have any problems in navigating it and function buttons seemed to be labelled, etc. Can you talk about what is actually broken in Twitter? You do know that Elon is entirely accessible to you all on Twitter and you can put your arguments directly to him, don't you? You could even invite him to look at disability access through a Twitter spaces debate. Maybe between his MMA training to beat up Facebook guy. I have heard Elon's debates on YouTube and he is quite open about the fact that the reason he wanted to get out of Twitter right at the beginning was that he could see how badly corrupted and broken the internal systems were once he had full access to the business data, not to mention the false bot accounts that were used to promote lies and manipulation. Reflecting that the actual numbers of Twitter users were less than reported, impacting on potential revenue generation. The server issues are not Elon's. They were the original badly constructed data system that the previous owners had built and neglected. He is simply rebuilding the physical infrastructure to put Twitter in a proper functional state effectively repairing the inadequacies of the previous system. In terms of staff numbers, he is clear that Twitter was in something like a $3 billion debt and would not survive without drastic action on this debt. This meant having to make staff redundant. I think it's important to say that he did act according to American law and normal practice for their business culture. He did pay several months' pay to those he let go, although he says that if he hadn't taken action, there wouldn't be a Twitter for him to save. I think it's also worth mentioning that Microsoft and Google, along with other Silicon Valley tech companies, culled in the region of 130 to 150,000 employees without even a murmur from the media for savings because of the economic climate, supposedly. You might recall how there have been instances in the UK where people received a text message to say the business is going into liquidation and they didn't need to turn up on Monday. The idea that he should keep pouring his own personal monies into a business is the poor man's way of thinking. A business must run on its own merits in order to generate its own income and, of course, profit. If it can't, the businessman becomes poor and the business closes anyway with the loss of the remaining jobs for those working for it just further on down the road. I'm just pointing out that, for some reason, Elon is being held up as something worse than any other business practitioner. Elon has built the first space-based internet system, so everyone in the world can access it without government interference. He has built a spacecraft in 10 years that is better than anything NASA has, he is building a space habitat ring to act as a 2001 Space Odyssey environment. He is working on a Mars village, which is absolutely possible given the technology available for science and industrial settlement, no doubt. He has built an autonomous platform with generalised AI far in advance of ChatGPT, currently used in a car, but is transferable to very many applications and environments, and is also for disability, attempting to build a neurolink to enable sight restoration and address spinal injuries. The importance of Elon developing Neuralink is that he thinks outside of the box and has enormous resources to support it. He will drive innovation in this in ways others don't. Of course, it doesn't mean he will succeed, but he does have the drive. I know some objections link to politics and expression. This is the most extraordinary aspect of people's objections. Elon has released publicly the files from the US government and Twitter itself about how the public was abused and denied scientific truth through censorship and threats throughout covid along with many corruptions that exist throughout our institutions today. The UK government has apologised for their manipulations and are attempting to sneak out the back door like thieves in the night. 
In the olden days, people would argue to the point of falling out, but then came to say, okay, we'll agree to disagree. The current position, where supposed adults are unable to tolerate differences in worldview, is something we should all be ashamed of. Yes, I know that sounds a bit fanboy, but I'm just stating facts rather than opinion. I think it's worth your twittering Elon in a genuine way and raise your concerns on the Twitter platform. All other blind people with concerns can add to your tweet with proper expressions and not sulks and let him answer your concerns. His first question will be, is it broken? And what's wrong with it? So he can fix it. He won't, however, patronise you and treat you like you are not men and women who are responsible for yourselves. Now on to the next sketch. I was thinking about the costs of IRA and it came to mind that there is a potential route for meeting the cost through social services. Under the Care Act 2014 in the UK, everyone is entitled to a Care Act assessment. If eligible, a person can ask for a direct payment in order to meet their support needs rather than have human assistance, effectively using technology to act as a personal assistant. I wonder if it might be worth trying this route to obtain individual funding for IRA. The Care Act requires that the person meets at least two care domains out of ten across various aspects of life. These include accessing the community, engaging with volunteering, work life or education, as well as the usual care needs someone with a physical disability might have, re-assistance with personal care, etc. The challenge will be to explain the needs of a blind person in ways that fit with the domains in order to qualify. This challenge fits with the issue I raised in the past email, where I stated that there is a question of discriminatory thinking with what rehabilitation investments are made in blind persons' needs versus impacts from stroke, etc. The Care Act can provide large amounts of money weekly to a person with significant physical disability or dementia needs, but the local authority will usually pass you to a rehabilitation officer for skills training or mobility, etc. Would it be possible to argue for the direct payment approach for IRA as well? Interesting area, I think. Would need some creative advocacy, possibly with challenge even formal complaints to make management accountable for assessment decisions. The complaint procedure can escalate through to senior management where you refute a response to a complaint. The counter-argument to this is that we do actually receive a personalised independence payment of what is now approaching £700 per 28 days, which is very much sufficient to meet IRA costs. The problem or need is that people use it as an additional income to meet daily costs in ways others don't have. Also, the direct payment does come with a financially assessed contribution and your assessed contribution might be more than the amount you could get. All depends on your income or resources. Okay, I think this is probably a long enough email, so I'll do something separate for touch development and I think I will mention solar power portable stations as relatively cheap ways of reducing bills to prevent your money being stolen from you by utility companies and government. See you on the next one. All the best to you all. Wayne. Thank you, Wayne. A lot to digest from that, but ultimately, <laughs> well, at the heart of it, what he's talking about here is looking after uh, ourselves in interesting ways, like in the UK with this, you know, care uh, payment, this direct payment he talks about. That is something that could really benefit a lot of people. I think it's just a great idea, you know, if someone was interested, because we often attribute a lot of these supports to different types of disabilities. We don't often think outside the box because we're just programmed not to, to some degree, that we just don't think outside the box and think, hey, that could work for us. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people in the UK who use the access to work support system to get support in work for technology or for travel to work. They don't realise that, you know, support worker support, which means that you could have someone working with you, could come in the form of IRA. And that is something that, you know, that has been done already. Small numbers of people are starting to do this and it is becoming a bit more of a conversation in the community in the UK who are saying, instead of having someone with you who is a support worker, you know, because let's be honest about it, most of us in a, in a work environment want to be able to pull a work, pair of working eyes out of our head, you know, pocket every so often and say, hey, can or we do this? <laughs> well, not out of our head, sadly. <laughs> uh, if I could do that, I would need to uh, use either. Pull them out. But, um, or pull them out, yeah. But, uh, you know, that would allow you the ability to get that support when you need it rather than having a human being sitting there you know, waiting for your next command, which feels a little bit odd. And it has always felt odd to me. I've had support workers over the years and it's always felt a little bit odd. Always feels like sometimes you're just saying to that person, could you just go and sit over there, please, and leave me alone just, while I get just on with this job? And then when I do. need you, I'll give you a shout. And it just doesn't feel right, you know, whereas Ira allows you that ability to be a bit more in control of that. So that, that's I all guess, very is where good. Going. But as you said, it's about advocating. It's very localised. Some um, government... Uh, departments won't even consider it. 
Well, I mean, look, around the world, I can't speak for all that, right? I mean, every, in different parts of the world, I mean, we all know that in the West here, we are we have got a lot more options than other parts of the world, that's for sure. Uh, so Canada, UK, US will have very different options available to the rest of the world, no doubt at all. Uh, and mm-hmm. in the US, I don't know how much support people get really in work. I, yeah, I have no but idea. Even, in, in that, even as a country, even as a nationwide thing, it's still localised in there. You could be in one state for example or one city or town and you could say that there could be a really forward thinking department there it says yeah absolutely you could yeah. use ira as your support worker and other ones say absolutely not we don't we don't allow that you've got to have a physical person there and and, and look pip or you know any ex- extra benefit payments that you may get to help with disability needs absolutely you're absolutely right it's quite good over here in the uk and it would cover the cost of things like that but the other thing you mentioned there, Wayne, which is also absolutely true, is that now people need to use that for everyday, you know, the, the cost of living, energy costs, everything like that. That money is now gone. So I, I, I don't know. Yes, I think you're right. I think we need to see more involvement from sight loss organisations on this to push the idea that it is no a support worker uh, for the visually impaired, actually doesn't necessarily have to be a physical person. I don't need someone here to cook me breakfast in the morning and help me get up. I need someone for the odd occasion where I want to go shopping or and it would be much quicker. I, I don't go. The, the reason I prefer online shopping is because I simply can't do the going out to town and you know clothes shopping and things like that. In that case, I would need someone. So it's a very, it's a different thing when it comes to visual impairment, with the support that we need from an actual person. It's a difficult thing, I know. It is, but you know, you're saying sight loss organisations. I'm thinking, yeah, but isn't it up to the IRA company? Isn't it up to us as individuals to work with IRA? I mean, I know we're paying for a service, and I realise it's a commercial service, and I understand that. So, you know, there's immediately that that thought in your head, okay, so this is a business, right? People are making money off this. Absolutely, and, and rightly so, right? There's no issue with that. But my point is, it's a commercial company. So... With that in mind, you know, the idea of it becoming some kind of enterprise sector for us to get involved in and then we start, you know, becoming its champions can feel a bit odd, right? I mean, we, we could talk about Apple, for example, but, you know, in a group we'll maybe talk about, oh, yeah, my iPhone's great or this is great, but you wouldn't start a campaign saying, isn't the iPhone wonderful, right? Because that would feel a bit weird, right? <laughs> because you'd be like, well, hang on, that's their job to advertise it, not mine. But well, this yeah, is different. Yeah. This is different. Well, and this is a much more uh, impactful part of our lives because this gives us independence like truly gives us independence yes i agree and so really i think it's on those companies like the iras like the be my eyes like other companies around the world to actually engage with government and say look we can help here we can don't you think they're doing that that cost ira had the big thing about being the same as a interpreter interpreter for the deaf yes that's 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 their whole point Visual interpretation, right? I'm still not and, sure I go with that. Uh, yeah, 100%. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. But the, the point is, they are, I, I've no doubt whatsoever that IRA are approaching governments around the world and saying, hey, you know, the service that we can provide and this could be an option. No doubt at all. Um, okay, I mean, very interesting, Wayne. You've brought up a lot of interesting points. Twitter, I think you might be mistaking me for someone else because I'm kind of on your page on this one, Wayne. So I don't know, maybe you're hearing other people you're confusing them with me. I don't know. Uh, I'm not really criticizing much. In fact, I'm probably the one that's the only one defending Twitter around here. Um, everyone else is telling me it's terrible and I should, you know, should immediately well. go into a, a dark cell for a few years uh, to think about what I've done by remaining on it. Um, yes, you're the one saying you don't have to leave. But you've also yeah. said about the accessibility team going that there is no care about accessibility, which is something Wayne that pulled you up on. Well, and that's true. I do, but I stand by that. But I I also said, if you remember, I don't think Elon Musk has any clue who he fired. I still don't believe for a second he turned around and said, let's fire the accessibility team. He didn't have a clue. He was looking at bottom lines. He was saying, get rid of staff. And that was it. He was trying to, as Wayne says, keep the company afloat. And that was unfortunately a cost of that. But it wasn't the only team to go. Right, there was a lot of teams to go. I think a point that uh, Wayne makes that I will agree entirely on is that other media and possibly even us as well didn't get particularly as bothered by Microsoft and other companies letting go thousands and thousands of staff. 
And that did have an impact on us. That perhaps, although we don't know for certain, but we cannot deny it must have had an impact on Soundscape because that ended rather sharply. And that could be because they've decided, now it could have been a long-term plan to roll it back, who knows? But I have a hunch that with less people around, they've probably not had the amount of people to work on it. So, you know, that again is a similar thing. But do we boycott Microsoft now? Do we not use Office 365? Do we yeah, decide not to answer our team's call? I wouldn't agree. It, you know, not a word was mentioned. I mean, we talked about the, t- the sweeping tech cuts. Yeah, but, but if, you, if you listen to the vitriol that comes in on our emails about Elon Musk and Twitter, I mean, I get attacked on this in a verbal sense, you know, fairly regularly. But nobody seems to be too bothered about what's going on over at Microsoft or Google or any tech company. And Apple haven't made many cuts yet, but I imagine at some point they will. They all are, yeah. So where's the vitriol there? It all seems to be centred around this one guy. And I'm, I'm kind of with I Wayne this way. I think rightfully so, yeah. No, I'm with Wayne on this. I think ultimately this guy is doing a lot of stuff. Now, he will not succeed at everything. But he's trying a lot of things that are actually for the good of us, of, of humanity. Mm, okay, maybe. Now, you can disagree with that if you want. I okay, but that would be my view. <laughs> and, you're t- and, and again, that thing that he said about we, don't, we, all, we can't disagree anymore, I have to say this is becoming more of a problem for me. This idea that we can't have a discussion anymore because every discussion has to end in an absolute with you're right or I'm wrong and we have to agree on that and that's it. We can't ever agree to disagree. That has to stop. We will never, ever move forward as a society. We're only going to move backwards if that's the way we want to behave. Like, behave oh, like agree. spoiled and children. We're, Say, we're I'm right and you're wrong. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. That's not good. I'm yeah. not for that. Stop that. Stop being babies. Okay. Better? Yeah, I should feel better. Uh, thanks, Wayne. <laughs> Wayne always, why is it Wayne? Every time Wayne sends an email, someone starts shouting. What happened? What happens here? Uh, Wayne, thank you so much for the email. Uh, you have sent the second one in. We will get to it, I promise. Uh, we're going to get to more emails. And uh, also, Michael Babcock makes a rather Ooh. quick appearance next here on Double Tap. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. Okay, let's uh, go to Michael Babcock, who's been back in touch with us. All right. Hey, guys. We're going to check this out, and this is the second time I've recorded this. Thankfully, I recorded one time myself and then realized I didn't know exactly what I was was doing. Listen to this. Welcome to Double Tap. just did this. I think it's a beta issue. Screen locked. Anyways, wanted to throw that in there and show you a quick overview of the new Envision app. Okay. I know that they published this a couple of weeks ago, but I finally downloaded it. And my thought about Envision is it was my go-to application when the sales ladies at the radio station I used to work for would send me a prod form and say, we need this produced now. I'm like, all right, is it a 30 sec? Is it a 60 sec? What's the script that I'm reading? Uh, scan that to me and I will send it to Envision and Envision would give me the information. In retrospect, I mean, they probably typed that form up, right? So why would they type it, print it, scan it to me? Discussion for another day. Anyways, let me show mm. you Envision real quick and uh, I will give you a brief demo. Now, full transparency, I didn't get this tech scanning to work very well. Could be my camera. I've been having some interesting issues, but I'm not buying a new phone. 9.33 a.m. Oh, Stephen and Sean are talking about me. Now, if I flick through this app, you'll see it's a lot cleaner. Instant text button adjustable. That's located about a third of the way up the screen, and that's important. And we'll come back to it in a moment. But if you flick to the right. Tab bar. Selected. App. Tab. One of three. Envision glasses. Tab. Two of three. Settings. Tab. Three of three. And I'm going to two-finger tap once to silent speech. Uh, There are amazing hints that are available throughout this application. And you'll hear things like. Check account details. Get support or change your app settings. And that's when you tapped on the settings. By the way, if you two-finger tap. I don't know if people realize this, but that actually just pauses what voiceover is saying. 
So if you need to do that, oh, you can. So I'm going to touch about a third of the way up the screen towards the center. Instant text button adjustable. Double tap to start instant text. Swipe up or down with one finger to adjust the value. And that's the hint that it gives you. Now, when you double tap on this, it will start instant text. And what's really nice is it processes all the data offline, which means it continuously reads as it sees text. I think it's, I haven't tried them, probably a similar experience to using the glasses. Now, if you flick up or forward on the glasses. Scan text. Library. Import file. Scan barcode. Describe scene. Find objects. More features menu. And for any of these, you can double tap on it to activate that mode. Find, describe, scan, describe scene. I chose describe scene. Let's double tap and see what it does. Select it. Describe scene. Adjustable. Oh, it's nice. I am not very sure, but it might be a laptop computer sitting on top of a keyboard. Hmm. It's actually just a keyboard with some cables running over it. But... That's how the scene mode works, and if you double tap... Import file, library, scan, instant text. If you double tap on instant text... MIF7, FF9, F10, F11, F12... starts reading all of the text that it sees, which is the keyboard. I'm going to double tap again... Instant text, adjustable. So it's a really cool app. If you haven't checked it out yet, check out Envision. I think if you mounted your phone to your chest, then maybe it would be a similar experience and use something like the Shox Open Run Pros or your other favorite bone conduction slash fire in my ear without covering my ears type of headphones. Find that category on Amazon. Hope you enjoyed this quick demo of Envision. Wow. Uh I think we've broken, Michael. I think, yeah. I have to say, I, I think legally I have to say, uh, no alcohol was used during the uh, recording of that demonstration. Thank I, you, Michael. I think legally we should say we can't guarantee no alcohol was used. <laughs> we have no idea. But who knows? Thank you, Michael. I, I do like Envision. Uh, plus, I mean, because uh, the response I always give is, yeah, but I always just use seeing AI, right? It's got <laughs> pretty much the same features and it just works really well. So it's my go-to. But Envision is available on Android as well. Yes, and that's the big difference for Correct. us and uh, for, for for Android users. That's brilliant. So, yeah, I mean, it is a good app, and it's improving all the time, and there's always new features being added. And, of course, if you've got the glasses, you, I guess in some ways you're just getting a replication, right? Because a lot of that you can then do on the glasses, and the glasses are getting improved all the time with new features. You know, until next year when you have to start paying for those extra features. Uh, but other than that, it's uh, it's going really well. So, moving on. Uh, right, I've got some news for you. Breaking <laughs> news. Breaking news. Do you want breaking news, Sean, please? I always want the news broken, Stephen. Yes, please. Uh, tomorrow, well, actually, this is appropriate, actually. Because it is broken because uh, we will not be on air tomorrow at what? our usual noon Eastern time. Why? What's wrong? Where's our noon Eastern gone? Uh, noon Eastern has been deleted from the what? calendar. I Why? got an email from you-know-who... And uh, he, yeah, he doesn't email me very often. I mean, it's difficult, you know, because he isn't normally up before 9 p.m. Yes. And, um, you know, we were a little bit concerned when we got the email. I thought maybe that was it. He was leaving. But no, uh, he is staying. Um, we're leaving. <laughs> we're leaving, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he says that, uh, yeah, the noon Eastern version of Double Tap will be replaced by <clears throat> technical difficulties. <laughs> Sounds right. Is that what the new show is called? <laughs> Yes, I think that might be an appropriate. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's a new yeah. show. Maybe it's not. I thought it was a, something was wrong, but no. no, it's just what they're calling us now. I, th I think it's interesting that they've decided to replace this program with uh, a fault that will yet to be decided. <laughs> okay, so are we not on air at all? Uh, we will be on air tomorrow at our other air times, oh, uh, which is, uh, of course, the uh, the other ones, eight p.m. Sorry, eight p.m. and four a.m. Eastern. Yes. Okay, so there, there you go. go. So don't worry if we're not on air at 12 noon Eastern. Uh, that's because of technical difficulties, apparently, that, that we know about. So no, I don't know. That have been planned in advance yes. of us going on air. Um, I, don't feel, I don't feel in any way 
um, no. victimised by this. No, no. Thanks. It's all absolutely fine. God bless you, Mr. F. You and know best. The podcast available as usual. So don't ah. worry if you're a podcast fan, if you listen to us in the podcast, everything's as was. Uh, okay, that's the uh, technical bit out of the way. Well um, shall we get some I... more email? Sorry, well, yes. Before, I just oh, want to jump right. in. Oh, right. I just want to jump just, in and say... I'm trying to get that top uppity. spot on the, um, yeah. on the voiceover. Uppity these days. I just, just want to say, if you're listening to this live and not through the podcast, hello, how are you? Oh, that's so nice. I, I just, I like the so idea patronizing. of patronising. No, no, I like the idea of someone actually tuning in. Than, yeah, everything's so podcasty now. You can tune in whenever. It's on the TV. I, I, yeah, on the, well, yeah, do you, think, I'm do you not. think they're sitting there with a big knob on the TV going, oh, um, AMI? You know, it's not, it's not like that, is it? <laughs> All right, sorry. God, I'm just trying to be. I'm just trying to recognise the live listeners there. That sounds well, they're wrong. All live. <laughs> okay, move it's my on. Next email. Kind. Hello, if you're listening now. I love you. Thank you. Uh, right, let's get to Pete. Is it Pete? Peter, I beg your pardon. Peter oh, uh, on the email. A bit familiar. And, yes. <laughs> well, it's his name. Mr. So Peter. I thought it would yes. make more sense to use it as opposed to call him anything else. Uh, but this is his email. He wants to talk about tech from the past. Oh, Laura reads our email. Hi, Double Tappers. Firstly, Stephen, sorry to hear about Dougal. I had oh, to have my you. first retired guide dog, Luke, put to sleep a couple of months ago. Mm. And it's 10 years ago when I had to have my first guide dog put to sleep. So I know what you're going through. Just have the white cane now like I did 22 years ago. The house is cleaner these days. God bless Mr. Luke. Hmm. Braille. Well, I was taught that in the mid-80s when I lost the useful sight I had, which allowed me to read and write very large print. Loved the red felt-tip pens. I quickly caught up with my totally blind friends and learnt how to read and write grade 2 Braille. Sorry, missed out on that grade 3 because I was learning how to touch type on a typewriter and work out how to use HAL on DOS laptop in the mid-90s. We did use a note-taker called Jotter, but we were really only focused on using screen readers. Thank God for JAWS. VoiceOver on Mac wasn't a thing back then, otherwise I would have grasped onto it as just wanted to get on. Would have loved to have been just in the Apple environment for everything. Love the iPhone and watch. Mac is still so expensive and would be such a learning curve for me now. Reading Grade 2 Braille is great and has helped me. However, I could never get to grips with typing Braille very well. Much preferred to imagine myself typing the print letters, etc. I did have a Braille display when I started work 20 years ago, but it was always too slow or breaking down, so I couldn't wait to get rid of it back to the pool of kit. Loneliness. Well, the Echo smart speakers are a godsend, but wouldn't like to use anything like that or one of those AI apps as a human replacement. Never been lucky enough to find a life partner up to now, but AI is only for information for me, not as a replacement for actual human connectivity. Keep up the fantastic work. Kind regards, Peter. Thanks, Peter. Um, yeah, I, I, I can see your point, and I think there's a lot of people out there who may agree with you. In fact, I'm sure will. Uh, but I imagine there's a lot of people as well who may be just grasping for anyone, quite frankly, and, and AI may begin to <sighs> aid no. in that loneliness a little bit. Look, there's some it's people who will be start. like that. It's a false route to take. It just it won't help you. Won't yeah, help you. Said that's it. a bit. That's a bit generalistic, it isn't it? No, 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 no. But, but like, it's the human contact that we all need, and isolation is a definite issue. We've all had times where we. It's really difficult to meet people and, and interact with people when you can't make eye contact, and we've all been in those situations. I'm sorry, AI, as as Peter said, there is for information only. It is not for social. It's not a social replacement. It just isn't. I don't care how lonely you are. You need to take action to uh, in uh, other areas, not rely on AI. Not even just for a, a, a second, I would say, don't I use AI. I think as, as someone of your age, How saying that, dare you? I think, well, uh, you know, you're not you're not old. You're you're young, right? Um, so no, well, you're younger than most than you know the Older people I'm thinking you, about who man. may be sitting at home right now who are not able to get out there and meet other people by other means necessary if they were able to do that. Don't you think they'd have done it already? Well, yes, I, I, I totally understand that. But we all get to that point where we know we need to do something, no matter what it's about. We're talking about loneliness and isolation. Simply making the move to jump on a, uh, a smartphone or some sort of technology to make that you know, social media even or whatever. As long as you're talking to a human, I'm saying talking to a computer and you seeing that as some sort of anywhere close to a social interaction, it's not right. 
sorry, I just don't think so it's right. We, we shouldn't engage with AI because that's yes. just not going to aid us, but we should Correct. definitely go on to Twitter and talk to a, a bot for uh, the best part of three days. No, no, no. Mm. Why, why are you saying a bot? Uh, hey, why do you bot? know it's real? Okay, go on to Clubhouse, go on to whatever. I mean, go on to Zoom, go on to anything. What I'm saying is that there's, there are places you can go. I know it's not easy, especially if you're if you're isolated or you feel lonely or you feel that way for so long. It's not easy, no matter what you do. But I'm saying it's best to like, take steps in that direction of actually talking to a real human being than to say, well, it doesn't matter because I can ask Siri yeah, I mean, I, you know, look, what the weather I, is. Of course I agree with you, right? Of course that makes sense. But the problem is a lot of people just don't have access to that. I'm not saying AI is the solution. It's certainly, I don't think it's the solution yet. But I do actually fear, along with you, I guess, that that is where a lot of people end up in the future. I think we will end up getting to a point where we'll just talk to AI. And that's not a world I'm necessarily keen to be part of. But I think that's where it, you know where we'll get to in the end. I, I, yeah, um, I can see it being a problem, and it's not just a dis- disability problem either. I mean, loneliness isn't isolated to isolated, isn't just our you know, a problem of no. ours. It's a problem generally as well. But it, it is a big issue. I'll tell you one people. area where I think it could be brilliant, and I was thinking about this Come recently on. actually was the. Um, the area of support for blind people who are going through sight loss, I'm, 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 it kind of separates out a little bit from the idea of it being a companion. Because I, I agree, I don't know if it would be healthy to actually have an AI as a companion long term. Although, you know, lots of people have lots of different kinds of relationships. There was a woman that married the, the Eiffel Tower, for goodness sake. And, you know, I, I think she was even cheating on it with a bridge that was nearby. Um, you know, so that's not great. What? Well, did you not read this story? I could be making this all up. I remember someone did marry the Eiffel Tower. I remember that much. Okay, okay. I remember yes, she was the one who was cheating on the bridge or it was someone else. Well, but, I mean, um, you, you could also make the argument, I mean, that's a bit of an extreme, but you could make the argument of people's feelings towards their pets, as we've been talking about yeah, recently. Right, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I love my dog, yeah. and the dog is part of the family. And have you met um, humans? I mean, have you met them? I know, yeah. I, I, terrible. I, I get it, but it's not the same. It just isn't. Anyway, no, I sorry, agree. Carry on. No, I agree. And I think that, you know, for something like, and I was thinking about, you know, a lot of the services that exist around support for people who are losing their sight. Oftentimes it's the, and I know stories like this, the conversations we have sometimes about our own journey, in quotes, uh, when we talk about it, a lot of people will get something from that. People we may never know might be listening to this and going, God, that's my life. I, That's me. I've experienced that. I've walked yes. into the, the shop previous to the, the butchers and ended up wondering why I'm <laughs> ordering a tanning, you know, salon event as opposed to, you know, some ham chops or whatever. Um, don't go to the butcher. I don't go to the butcher very often, sorry. Um, let myself, let no, that right, out of the bag we all, have, we all have those issues, right? But then when it comes down to the deeper things, the emotional level, yeah. That that's where I think it really does have an impact, and I think it does pay to be honest. But you also, know, that we've all been lonely at some point. But also, going back to the days when I started out, when I started working at the RNIB, it was because they had developed this radio station, very similar to what AMI does in Canada. And um, the idea was that it was talking to people who were losing their sight, okay? And there were different stories, and it was all from that perspective. And I remember someone telling me, there was a guy, he was 77, he would not engage with anyone, he'd lost his vision over a very short period of time, he lost all his sight, and he wouldn't engage with anybody, social workers would go in, he wouldn't engage, wasn't interested in services, wasn't interested in anything. And then this social worker had gone back one day, and he was sitting with a talking book player, in the old days, I say old days, 15 years ago, with a, you know, a, a daisy talking CD player, Yeah. and she said, how did you get that? And he said, oh, I heard about it on the radio. I was listening to this radio station. And it was because the information wasn't being told to him in a way of, you should try this, you should do this. You know, that way that it's always the case. Whenever something goes wrong in our lives, that everybody in life loves to chime in. You know, everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's got an answer. Everyone's got a, a comment or a parable or a, you know, a whatever story yes. to tell essentially to say oh, it'll all be fine or don't worry about this or have they considered that and you just want to be left alone and you don't therefore take much in from other people so having an external support like that was actually quite useful now i think zooming forward to today i could see ai doing a little bit of this because if it's presented to you in a non-judgmental way as in you're engaging with the call 
you're in control of the call and the information you're getting back, like, like call Annie, right? You're engaging with that and you can hang up at any time. And even if you just hang up in, in the middle of her speaking, you don't have to feel guilty about it because it's a, an AI. It doesn't care. So yeah. you, could okay. have a, you could have an AI potentially that could be a support counsellor for someone who was losing their sight. And I think that I would be that. really useful. Now, Again, it's going to do a lot of people at work. I understand that. But I, I actually think, it, well, I could, well, yeah, but I could argue that it could actually create more jobs because people could then get access to more support services. You know, if there's like yeah. a way of just being able to, because at some point there's like a leap off point, right? Where you, you have that breakthrough moment, you want to engage and it's like, do you want to try this service? Yes, I do. And then it makes a call. You're in touch with a human, which puts you in touch with a service. And so it begins. That, to me, would be a brilliant use of AI, especially for blind people. I mean, I'm saying this for blind people thing because that's our world, right? That's what we live in. I can't speak for everybody, but I imagine there's lots of other people who go through cancer, who learn about an MS diagnosis, an MND diagnosis that could absolutely benefit from a similar thing, just getting support in a non-judgmental way. I totally agree. But again, as Peter said, that's all informational. Fine. It's a way to get access to information. in a in a nice, accessible, in every sense of the word, way. Yeah, so, can it yeah, can it replace? I'd love to hear from someone who thinks this could be a life partner. I mean, because a lot of people are going to say, you know, it's not, oh. but I'd love to, I would love to hear someone, you know, if someone was willing to talk about this, you know, you might be sitting there thinking, I, I would benefit from this. I, I would love to hear from you. And yeah. I think it would be interesting to hear other views on this because I don't want to do someone, I, this is my point with this, kind of joking around with it, but I, I don't want people to think an old classic phrase is you don't, you know, you don't bring others up by bringing other people down, right? And I'm not for that, right? I think you, if someone, if that's what they want to do, if someone wants to just sit and talk to Cole Annie all night, go for it. Because in some ways, there's no difference, if you think about it, to doing that as opposed to talking to someone in Clubhouse. You don't know that person. You've never met them before. You may never meet them ever in your life. What's the difference? No. I, uh, I don't know. I mean, we're getting a bit existential here. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Um, she likes Does that the mean soul. we're near the end? Uh, yeah. We are. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I would love to talk to someone about that as well. And again, no judgment on that because no, we've all us. been there. I, I've spent decades to thinking, what's the point in getting up in the morning? Because I've got nothing to do. And if I didn't have kids and a family, I, I, I wouldn't see anyone for weeks sometimes. So I totally understand. I'm just not convinced it is a solution when, uh, I don't know, I don't think it should be put forward as a solution. I would love to hear different. Yeah, I think it depends on what the solution is. I think that's, and like I say, if it's a support Mm. as opposed to a life partner, then I'd be more for that, I think. Yeah, maybe. That'd be where I am at the moment. But of course, with this technology moving so fast and it changing and its capability changing all the time, um, I don't know. I will say just as we come to the end, because we'll have to get out of here at some point, yeah, and just, just remind you, we're not on tomorrow at noon because of uh, technical difficulties. Noon Eastern. Yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> it's not wanted on air. It's fine. It's okay. It's fine. I get All it. Right. I know when I'm fine. not wanted. That's right. Does that mean we can have a lion? I don't think so because it goes out on the podcast, so we still have to do oh, the show. Unbelievable. It's just disgraceful, isn't it? Okay. Just get AI in to do this. There's no <laughs> AI in it, AMI. Well, actually, yeah. Um. One final point before we go is uh, perplexity. Now, oh, it's a yes. word. Yes. Uh, it's a good word. But it's uh, also an app. Have you heard about this? I have, yes. Have you? Right. Because I have. A friend of mine told me about it. Not you, obviously. I have other friends. I told you about it about six months ago. But okay. You lie. You never told me about it once, did you? Yes. Did you? I can't remember Robin that. Christopherson loves it. I have never heard of this app. Okay. Ever. <laughs> I think you two have talked about it. I don't have no okay, okay. to this app. Right. Uh, but a good friend of mine was telling me about this the other day, and he said, got to download it, you got to download it. And like I was saying the other day, when a blind friend tells you you've got to download mm-hmm. an app, you immediately download it because yes. you know it'll be fine. Um, the only thing I don't seem to be able to do, or maybe I don't need to, is I thought I would be able to connect it with my ChatGPT Plus account, but I don't think I need to do that. I don't know. But essentially, it's another um, ChatGPT app but it's very accessible and it's brilliant because you have these threads of conversations that you can just have and you can, it's very, I mean, it's not dissimilar to the chat GPT app, but I would say it's a bit more accessible overall. 
uh, and actually a really nice experience. Really? Okay. I mean, it works well. I, I see it more as, I haven't used it in a while, I must admit, but I, see, I used it more, or I see it more as a research because it does come back with sources that's for the all thing, the information. Yes. And that's yeah. the huge difference here. It will cite actual sources that you can check out. And that's the good thing. So if you're trying to research something, it's very good. Yeah, exactly. If you want something that will do your homework for you, yeah. this is it. I mean that not for kids. If you're listening, if you're a no. child, that not that's not what to do. You not get down homework. that library and get those Braille encyclopedias <laughs> out and get reading. Right? None of this sitting about getting the or computer to the do app. it for you. It's fine. Yeah, or just download perplexity, honestly. No one, and you know your parents won't notice. They don't care. No. They do care, kids. Well, they do care. Quite unbelievable, some, some Stephen. Don't. Right, okay. Wow. Okay, I think that's the end. <laughs> Of Double Tap. <laughs> that was what did it. Was that it? Was yes. that, what, is that what killed the show? Mr. F can read the yeah. future. He knows. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so, uh, yeah, listen, keep your feedback coming. Uh, loads more feedback on tomorrow's show. We'll get the second of uh, Wayne's emails. I'll start up another conversation tomorrow, <laughs> no doubt. Uh, but, uh, yeah, do keep your comments coming, especially around this subject of AI and its sort of, um, I guess, its relationship potential for us what that will look Relationship. like. Relationship, it doesn't sound right. I'm sorry to say it, but, you know, it's going to be, you know, AI is already being used as a tool for sex already. So, you know, let's not be shocked here. This is where it's going. And that <gasps> is ultimately where it's... I am shocked. Oh, are you? Really? Yes. The amount of girlfriend apps I see that show up on my Facebook feed, hey, you can have your own sexy girlfriend, you know, available to you in AI form. And I'm can like, you? really? Have you downloaded one yet? No. I will. I bet it's not accessible. I bet any money is not accessible. You send me the link, I will download it. And uh, just for the show. Yeah, absolutely. Purely for research purposes. Just like perplexity. (laughs) Right, we're away. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. Thank you. Connect with the Double Tappers on social media now. On Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap On Air. And on Mastodon at Double Tap. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.